0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: Do you ever lose focus when doing your work? If so, distraction may be the culprit. And the biggest cause of distraction probably isn't your coworkers. It's that screen you stare at all day long.
0: Enormous amounts of attention are being sacrificed to screens, people really not meaning to, and it's because... These screens are so habit-forming.
1: Then, if you want to perform at your best, good nutrition is key. But have you left healthy meal planning off your to-do list?
0: Some of the people I know who
1: are the best planners, they plan everything for work. They plan their kids' activities. They are horrible at planning their food. They don't even think about planning their food. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this.
0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting.
1: Most office workers deal with distractions on a minute-to-minute basis, but nowadays, with the prevalence of smartphones and computer screens, workers in every profession must fight to stay focused. With more about this, let's welcome Dr. Edward M. Hollowell, an ADD and ADHD expert and author of Driven to Distraction at Work, How to Focus and be more productive. Well, let's talk about the ways that people can get distracted, and you can share with us, I hope, some common patterns of distractions and how people can overcome them.
0: Sure, probably the most common one of all is what I call screen sucking. It's a (laughs) term I made up, but for people who just can't get off their screens, whether it's their iPhone, their laptop, even the television, the old standard, but enormous amounts of attention are being sacrifice to screens people really not meaning to. And it's because these screens are so habit-forming. Once you get on, it's very hard to get off.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that. I'll even sometimes in the office ask someone a question, and they won't even look away from the screen. They'll just answer right. me like they're glued to the screens.
0: So. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And people aren't just doing work, I assume. They're also looking at Twitter and and other things like that, Facebook.
0: Yeah, most screen-sucking is wasted time. If they're actually doing work, then I don't even call it screen-sucking, you know. But most of the time, they're not doing work. They're wasting time. They're amusing themselves, basically. Is
1: there a cure for that?
0: The good news is there's absolutely a cure. You stop it, you know. It's like the cure for uh, overeating, or the cure for any habit. Abstinence is not a realistic model because, you know, these devices are essential for life in today's world. But the key is to learn moderation, to learn to put yourself in charge of the device so it's not in charge of you.
1: Yeah, I've heard of someone who actually has a little timer they use. I think it's on their smartphone. And they will only allow themselves 10 minutes on the Internet, and then they go back to work.
0: Yeah, once you commit to doing it, you can come up with any number of clever ways of putting some distance between yourself and your screen. The key is to commit to doing it. Probably the next most common isn't related to technology at all. It's related to the world that we live in. So full of worry, so full of danger. So people are distracted by their fears, by their worries. And, you know, what I say, toxic worry takes over. And we live in such a fear-filled world, so little trust and so much anxiety that you can find it hard to focus your full attention because a part of you is always worried.
1: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to that. What's the cure for that if there is one?
0: The best cure for that is to never worry alone. In other words, talk to somebody. Another human being is the best anti-anxiety agent we've got. So just put it in the back of your mind. Never worry alone and you'll save yourself a lot of money on Prozac.
1: Okay, that's a good one. What would be uh, next on the list?
0: Multitasking is another habit that people get into. And, you know, multitasking is fine if the tasks you're involved in are not particularly demanding. But once the tasks become demanding, then you're giving up part of your attention. Basically, what multitasking means is you're switching your attention back and forth between two objects of your attention simultaneously so you're in rapid succession switching your attention from one task to the next and when you do that you give up a certain amount of quality of attention on either task
1: we're talking on InfoTrack with edward m hollowell md author of driven to distraction at work how to focus and be more productive and we're talking about common patterns of distractions what would be another one on your list of patterns here
0: Another one is the person who can't settle on any one project. So they're hopping from project to project to project. And again, these people tend to have a lot of ideas, but they don't complete them. They don't bring any to fruition. And Mm -hmm. and that, of course, can be very frustrating.
1: So it's whatever new, bright, new, shiny object comes along, they're all excited about it.
0: And they're often all really good. They're all great ideas. And the solution to that is to just organize them, write them down, and then prioritize and and make a priority for where do you want to invest your attention next. And by writing it down, that allows you to prioritize more effectively.
1: Now, I see one of these patterns is called being the hero. What's that all about?
0: This is the wonderful people who want to take care of everybody. They're wonderful to have around. Because they're helping everyone else out but if they're not careful they'll burn themselves out so you, you need to give yourself permission to take care of yourself
1: okay so don't try to save everyone else save yourself first in other words
0: you save yourself first and then go about saving other people it's great you know these are very valuable people in organizations. they're helping people it's sort of the opposite of the narcissist who is really kind of dangerous in organizations, but the person who is committed to helping other people, that's wonderful as long as he or she makes it a priority to take care of themselves as well.
1: We're talking on InfoTrack about how to focus and be more productive, and that's actually the subtitle of the book, Driven to Distraction at Work, and we're talking to Dr. Edward Halliwell. So we have one left on the list of six, and I guess it's called Dropping the ball. What's that about?
0: Well, th- these are people who have true attention deficit disorder. The book is not about attention deficit disorder, which is especially mine, but rather attention deficit trait, which is a condition that modern life creates. But true ADD is not created by modern life. It's a condition you're born with, and millions of people have it. Millions of adults have it and don't know they have it. And it's a good news diagnosis because once you catch on to the fact that you have it your life can change dramatically for the better but you've got to catch on to the fact that you have it And the telltale signs or number one unexplained underachievement you know you could be doing better and you just can't figure out why you know you're the smartest person in the company but you're not near the top or what have you and then as you look more carefully you notice that your attention while you can pay super attention when you're interested your attention wanes when you're not interested. It goes elsewhere. And so you have inconsistent performance. And that's due to this inconsistent attention, but also typically problems with what we call executive function. You have trouble managing time, getting organized. You organize by putting things in piles. So you're surrounded by piles, incompleted projects, you have trouble being on time. And the good news is once you get that diagnosis and treat the condition, the improvement can be dramatic and remarkable. People really can turn their lives around in a pretty spectacular fashion.
1: If you do have those symptoms, can you go to just your regular doctor, or do you need a specialist?
0: Some doctors, if they know about it, by all means, but normally you go to see a psychiatrist.
1: Well, the book is Driven to Distraction at Work, How to Focus and Be More Productive. Edward M. Hollowell is the author. Thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Take care. Next, if your usual meal planning consists of finding the nearest fast food joint, we've got an interview you've got to hear. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.